0: This episode, I am going to be talking to Mark Feeley. He He's a band member of one of the most successful bands in the world. Uh, he's also a solo artist and he is a recent dad. I have seen Mark in concert and um, now I'm in a one on one mosh pit front row for our episode. Hope you enjoy. Mark, listen! Thank you so much for coming um, to record our um, Christmas duets album. I'm
1: I'm so thrilled. <laughs> what song are we start with?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think we're just going to improv it like freestyle. Just go with the emotion of it. Well,
1: most of those Christmas albums are are recorded in the summertime, so it's perfect. We need to get started if we want it out for Christmas. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Well, that's why we're here. I mean, we will also just going to have a chat about, about life and, and, and being a parent, but we'll, do you know what? We'll leave that to the end Okay. and I'll get together my list of stuff we're going to sing and I'll probably take the lead and you can just do kind of like humming in the background or whatever. Sounds good to me, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Um, So Mark, I uh, worked with, when I say I worked with, I was in fourth year in school with your cousin when we did our um, school musical and I kind of knew your family had talent then because uh, myself and your cousin Paul both had like non-singing parts and I think we did really well at that. I think I had the only speaking non-singing part. Um, Okay. Which won't bode well for our duets album. But well, you know,
1: there's always rap. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. I'll do the talkie bit. But um, I've had, I had a bit of an emotional week this week because I had a, a really like nostalgic, retrospective look on, I think, the 90s. And I don't know if you watched the Friends reunion. Did you watch it? I haven't
1: seen it yet. I didn't really know that it existed until it was already out on TV. Like, yeah. It was just at, like when... The day after it was on, my friends were like, oh my God, did you see the Friends thing? I was like, what?
0: Yes, those guys, the guys never told me. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc never told <laughs> jen basically never said a word to me. Um, I Because it was talk about, you know, them coming back and having this re- reunion and everyone thought it was going to be like an, an acting episode and it was just a hangout. And I was not prepared for my levels of emotion but in a lovely way like it was joyous I was laughing and crying and it was just such a lovely um it just catapulted me back I think into a a time in my life where I was you know discovering different things And actually then you know discovering different I guess popular culture stuff yeah and it was just so lovely and it was it was so lovely that they they were emotional about it I mean they had every more right to be more emotional about it than I did because well, was, it was our show do you know what I mean you know um, but uh, I loved it and then because I knew we would be chatting I was listening to loads of Westlife and I realised that so much of my like developmental youth was kind of Westlife songs and like you know weeping about some bloke who had no interest in me so <laughs> it was an emotional it's been an emotional roller coaster of the last couple of weeks
1: yeah I mean like when we split we kind of split up back in 2012 or so and um Obviously, at that point, we sort of gravitated away from the Westlife world just to get our heads into a kind of neutral space and just kind of see what life was like without it because it's such a big machine. But like, you know, a few years later, slowly, you might be like, you know, I don't know, you might be on YouTube one night or whatever, just a bit bored and you might stick in a little concert from, you know, back in the day and get a bit like nostalgic. But then slowly and surely over the kind of next six or seven years before we got back together, You'd start doing a little bit more and a little bit more, you know. And one one night I watched like every documentary back to back that we've ever made, you know. And it was almost like seeing like, it was almost like a, like a little Netflix series because the first documentary was when we were like 18. Then there was one when we were like 21, 25, 30. And I almost like forgot about everything. or You know, just yeah. I just kind of put it to the back of my mind. And then all of a sudden I was just watching it going, oh my God, like what we had was, was insane and is almost like bigger than any of us as individuals. It's almost like the songs that we recorded, you know, back in the day especially, you know, they really were, we were very lucky to to get sent all these amazing songs by all these amazing songwriters and stuff. And I don't know, sometimes when you think back to it, it's almost like, some. you know, you're an out-of-body experience, you're kind of watching back was like that it was my somebody life? else. You yeah, know, I know?
0: And, and I think, you know, when you're at a different stage in your life, I think you have a different level of appreciation for for what was. I'm sure it was emotional watching the concerts. I don't think there's anything more emo- emotional than a, than a concert. I cry at every concert, even if it was <laughs> like heavy metal, I would be <laughs> weeping in the back row. And I, I always, I think you know, because songs and it just it just brings out an emotion, and that's why we all love them, and that's why we you know have an emotional connection to them. Even like with the one two things that will make me cry. Well, there's, I mean, there is actually a list of a hundred <laughs> that will make me cry. But music, concert stuff. And then, as well, match stuff like like that. When you look back on stuff, I think whenever I've been at something where, where you know it's been a retrospective of Brian's career, match stuff. Even at the time, I'm not crying in the middle of a oh, game. Absolutely. But, oh, that's it's so and the crowd. I think it's the crowd as well, isn't it? Yeah. And the sh- that shared experience.
1: Yeah. Like I mean, for me, like Irish football, I still live in a bubble where it's Italia '90.
0: Oh yeah, and that was a, that was a great I remember.
1: Year. I mean. You know, I kind of grew up in the outside the Sligo town, um, not too far into the countryside, but you know, I grew up half kind of on my granny's farm and sort of, you know, and so going into Sligo to the pub to watch um, all the, the Irish matches in Italia 90 and like all the kids were sitting on the floor, on the little small little dance floor, there this big massive TV and they were handing around like, you know, uh, cocktail sausages and chicken oh, nuggets there, and, the, and the potatoes and the Crisps. club orange, you know, and then the absolute mania that kind of unfolded when Ireland started to actually get somewhere in the in the competition as well. We um, took it
0: on as our like it was it was a huge thing for us. Every
1: like it was everybody in Ireland was on the pitch, do you know what I mean? It was it was but like I just remember the feeling of that, you know, it was probably my first encounter with that national yeah. um collective pride. Collect, we're all like, you know, because we are smaller than a lot of other countries and I think that for that reason it's it's small enough that we all feel like one big family, you know?
0: Absolutely. And I think because it's small, it's often because we don't have as many people to pick from for things. We often feel like we're the underdog. And then when we do well, it's just that collective sense of pride is so magical. And I, I feel it with Italian 90, with um, the Eurovision, all those oh things where we're...
1: Eurovision. I, I, I nearly <laughs> broke my ankle jumping off the mantelpiece of my house when Johnny Logan won... Um, but uh, oh my god, what's wrong? with me oh, now. <laughs> yes. Sure, he
0: had a t- he had a few wins. He had a few. Yeah, no, he did. But, yeah, it was holding. you've out. got no memory. Like by me. the end
1: of it, I was freaking out because obviously it was like you know, if I remember correctly, it was kind of neck and neck. The scores were coming out, or whatever. And when he won, I jumped off the. Mat- I got. I was on the mantelpiece by the end of it, screaming <laughs> at the telly, and um, I, think I jumped my favorite, off when he won.
0: I think my favorite moment was I can't remember exactly the words he said, where he was like, "It was just like the turned camera. was like." I love you, Ireland, and then oh, yeah. I think it went to Pat Kenny. I think he was like, "We love, we love you, Johnny Logan." <laughs> um, anyway, for me, for Westlife was it, you know in my teen years and going into my twenties, that was as, as well. It was re- it was like a sense of catharsis. It was like put on Westlife, sit there and just go because I did that with Johnny Logan as well. Um, yeah. So all the all the all the all the no, great. I mean,
1: it was great, and like for, for us, I think we started off, you know, kind of in line with Celtic Tiger, and sort of like Ireland was going through this birth of burst of growth and um, we were just kind of lucky enough to be one of the you know various musical kind of backing tracks to all that kind of time and like you know I think about we done a deal with the mobile phone company and we, we like had the, I was like, I've got a free mobile phone. Like, Amazing. you know, it was the size of was m- my car. But <laughs> but like, you know, all this kind of stuff that was happening. We were getting excited about stuff like that, you know, whereas now, like if you got a free phone, like obviously you'd like it. But of course. at the same time, it's it it's so kind big. of nothing really, you know, and yeah. just all these things that were happening. We weren't used to all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like there was no champagne or anything like that, Jeez. you know what I mean? But you uh, yeah, we're mad in the champagne now.
0: And free <laughs> <Why> mobiles, <not? laughs> champagne, free mobiles. <laughs> Give me you all your bubbles and free mobiles. Um, so, Mark, things have changed obviously um, in your life, and 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 in in such a great way. You've got a little daughter, yeah, uh, Layla. Um, and is this going to be your second Father's Day? How old is she?
1: Um, okay, so she's 20 months, I'm pretty sure. I've, I've, I'm, I'm kind of still on the months thing, you know. Yeah, she's not oh, it's kind great. Like, oh, I can't wait she's like two and three and four, it's just much easier.
0: I think you get more sympathy when you're still in the months, though. Yeah. I
1: think yeah, when yeah. they start
0: to become like the years, people go, oh, it's Well, grand. I think,
1: I, I say months because it's it's when you're speaking especially to other parents, it's all about the developmental stages and sort of, of course. 20 months. Ah, oh, she's probably kind of started to talk now, you know what I mean? And, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. and it's actually funny, like, you know, how similar a lot of kids are. I mean, they all start walking and talking and stuff at different ages, but... You know, people are pretty close on the money when they're like, oh, when, when when my kid was 20 months, you know, she was just starting to talk. You know, don't worry if she's not talking too much. Yeah, yet, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, All yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, she's 20 months now and um, everything's changed. But to be honest with you, I, I, I kind of feel pretty lucky and we feel lucky as parents because, you know, people sort of come into parenthood in many different ways or whatever. Yeah. And for us, especially with the fact that, you know, we've done it through surrogacy and like I'd be crazy into the research and everything before we even began you know, to actually make phone calls and inquiries, you know, I've done so much research. How long into
0: d- does that take? Or well, how long were you invested <clears> in that I worked for? out
1: from, like, the point, to, from the day that Layla was born, if you go back to, like, the first time I, like, Googled surrogacy, yeah. you know, for same-sex parents and all that kind of stuff, it was about three and a half years, you okay. know. Okay. So it wasn't something that, I didn't just go down to the pub one night and be like, the next day, oh, God, I think I might We're be doing pregnant, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, So it was I've kind of, that. we definitely decided to do it and we were ready for it and, um, I don't think anybody would go through that lengthy process unless... They were very much ready for it. N- not saying that I knew what was to come. If no, you know what I mean. you're never
0: really. I mean, you're prepared, and then you're never really prepared yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, I think. I think it's that obviously. Yeah, and you had you had a weight there, and I'd say even just the the picture of of, of you and your fiance was saying the happiest dads in the world again. More more tears for me, but just the joy, is especially as well that you had that weight of you know a few years, and then her finally being here. This there must have been so so incredibly special. It was.
1: I mean. Like, I I don't know, I just wouldn't change anything about it at all. Like, I I almost felt like the whole process, that three and a half years of the research and then the actually kind of going, you know, and finding a surrogate and just getting into all that kind of stuff. um, It was almost like setting out on a journey to kind of not find my my child. But you know what I mean? It was like at the end of the journey, like it was all worthwhile because I knew that she was going to be at the end of it or a baby was going to be at the end of it. And... So it was like a big quest or something, do you know what of I mean? Course. Like, And so every time I was like, oh my God, I can't, like, I don't understand any of this medical information I'm being told right now. Yeah. And eventually, you know, it's like a mountain of information, basically. And okay. there's, there's all the kind of legalities, there's the medical side of it, you know, there's so much. But And does that the, take
0: up a huge part of your brain and your time when you're yeah, in I mean, it, I'm sure, and you're so emotionally and, invested? And for me,
1: I don't know, some people will kind of just be like, oh, whatever, you know, like... You know, hand me the baby. (laughs)
0: No, no. (laughs) You know, but for me,
1: I'm so particular about that. Like, I mean, even if I was, I'm not comparing it to refurbishing a house, but like, (laughs) I'm so particular about everything. Like, oh my God, there's ten different surrogacy agencies. How how am I going to ever pick the right one? And there's like a mountain of information, and it's really daunting. But then there came a turning point where I was like, I think I actually can get my head around this now, and I understand it. And I felt like I was in a position to make the decisions in an informed way. And um, well, that's you know, great the,
0: because if you, when you look at something and you're like, you're looking from the outside, and you're going that all as you said, it's data and it's information, and how how do we find our way to you yeah, know to it's our, little, our little you know? person?
1: Um, and and there's the IVF side of it as well, and I've spoken to people about both the, the IVF side of it and the surrogacy side, and there's just so much, even just one of those alone, there's so much to understand and comprehend. And you know, as I say, finally we kind of got our heads around it and kind of felt like we understood it. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, now let's kind of press the button and let's because yeah because I didn't want to make any decisions before I knew what I was doing and so um yeah so it it was a it was a big journey but none of it was I mean you know the, the kind of the end goal was just this kind of happiness and this little lady or this little person obviously yeah. before we knew it was going to be a girl and um so yeah it was like a mission to
0: So you didn't know what you were, you didn't you didn't know what you were having
1: Well, well no, we we did by the end of it yeah. you know um
0: by the end of it, when they're born, we didn't born. <laughs> have to
1: actually because you can sort of say no, don't don't tell me or whatever. Okay. Um, when it came to embryo selection, all that kind of yeah. stuff, but we we kind of um, we knew. So, okay, so uh, when
0: yeah. everyone said to me, "Are you going to find out?" I was like, "Oh, definitely." When they're born, I don't think I won't be able to ask what they <laughs> <Yeah>. are. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Um, do you feel like you've more? Empathy having gone through that for other people who are in the beginning of a similar journey.
1: Totally. And like what I found as well, first of all, is like I'm definitely not an expert, like because everybody's journey and sure. everybody's reason for arriving at, a, say, an IVF clinic or a surrogacy um, agency or whatever is different, you know? Yeah. So um, I definitely don't sort of assume that everybody that, that goes through any of those journeys is just like me and I can tell you exactly what it's all about because you have to find your own individual sort of path within it but there is certain elements that a couple of people contacted me through family and friends and also just people that I know and any anytime I can sort of offer even a tiny bit of insight because I was that person standing with this mountain of information going oh my god what the hell I don't understand any of this and so it is nice like I found that from speaking to other people that have been through it previous to me.
0: I think so many of these things are exposing that, you know, the journeys that people have to go to, the difficulties. I know there's, we're looking at legislative reform here as well to make it easier on on couples who are on that journey. Yeah,
1: I mean, like at the moment in Ireland, um, the legislation is designed around, you know, the sort of more traditional heterosexual man and a woman have a baby. Um, And at the moment, families who have children through surrogacy are having to squeeze themselves into the rules and the laws that have been made up for a completely different situation, you know. Um, so, put it this way: I, I would love in the future to not have to go to the other side of the world to do what we've done. Number one, yeah. And number two, when we come back in here, I'd like, I'd, I'd love the state to recognise the difference between. Like, I always say, like. I'm all about equality, you know, even like as a gay man, I'm, I want to be equal, but I'm not the same, you know what I mean? Like, like sure. everybody's equal, different. Equal you know? opportunity,
0: but you yeah. understand your situation is yeah, different. We,
1: lo- we love the beauty of uniqueness and individuality, but it's more equality, you know, and so, and it's not even in this situation, and not to get into too much, but, yeah. you know, um, because, you know, I don't want to sort of make decisions and speak out of turn for Leila when she's older, when she's of like course. 20, and she's like, what the hell did no, you say that course. for? No, of course, I know. um you know, it's basically it's layla's equal rights yeah. you know that that's what what that's what i'm interested in and kids that are born through surrogacy at the moment when they come back to ireland are having to be sort of um fitted into laws that were made up for a different set of people if you know what i mean and i i really think it's important that ireland quite quickly seeing as that the amount of people that are having children through surrogacy yeah. whether it be same sex parents or not the fact is, the children are here. They're born, and and they deserve to be recognised. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's not an it's not an emergency because all the kids are loved and in loving families and everything. But they deserve to be. Um, Recognized taken care and of legal. legally yeah, and um, and it's not there at all and it just needs to speed up because these children are here now. It know? needs to
0: be addressed and I know there's a movement to um, equality for children and I and I think so many people don't know when you haven't been on the journey you don't know and I think discussing it is great because it's like well well what what do we have and what do we you know look at to protect our, yeah. kid,
1: our kids. Well, you know, people seem to have all these opinions and stuff. You know that and those opinions probably come from you know a bygone era. Sure. and all of a sudden they just see a picture of two guys and their lovely little child and they're like, ah, Jesus, ah, that's lovely. You know what I mean? know, I know. And so so sometimes it's just about visibility and it's about, oh, did you see the weak daughter? Oh, she's so cute, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, it's not this kind of, it's not something that's written down on a piece of paper. It's it's a, a real family with a real child and the child is happy. And yeah. so that visibility is important. And even though it kind of goes against migraine a bit to sort of, speak publicly on certain issues. Um, I think that as a father, I also feel a duty to do, to do what I can to create sort of a better world for my daughter to grow up in, you know?
0: Yeah, and look, I, I and I think you do it really well. And I think, you know, all you can do is own your own truth and share what you feel you want to. And, and thank you for, you know, giving us that insight. Did you always want to be a dad? Like, did you, was that kind of in your head or, you, or, or was there a point where you're going, will I be?
1: I always had like a natural instinct, Um, like I remember going way back to even teenage years and sort of early 20s kind of going, oh well if I had a kid now I wouldn't do that and I wouldn't do this or I'd do this (laughs) or Jesus there wouldn't be a hope I'd let my child do that if I was you know, but then uh, but uh, that would just be a thought that would quickly be battered away because I would never think oh I could have a child, like I literally Never thought of it as a possibility. And once okay. again, through other people, you know, there was there was a couple, I, I don't know their names around them, but they were quite well known back in the early 2000s probably. Um, it was a, a couple in the UK that I, there was a little documentary about them and they'd done surrogacy. And I remember going, oh my God, those kids are biologically theirs and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, whoa. And then that was probably... Like I remember sitting watching it one night in bed um, on the TV and that was probably the very first time I realized that I could actually be a father, you know, but that that was a long time ago and I didn't ever think I would actually go ahead and do it because it was so far away from me and so removed from my sort of reality and my sort of, I didn't know anybody else that done it, whereas now I know so many people that have done it whether it's through adoption or surrogacy, I know so many same-sex parents. I mean, there's loads around where I I live in Ireland, you know. It's great to
0: have that support group as well and other people to share your experiences and the ups and downs of that. And, you know,
1: I think um, things like social media and sort of all that can be amazing and it can be not amazing. But, you know, one of the good things about it is that you know, you kind of all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's a group on Facebook about, you know, um, yeah. same-sex parents in Dublin, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then you're like, oh my God, there's loads of people, you know, and...
0: But I think it's great and I think you're right with that because like we can always be like, oh, you know, poo-poo social media, but I think that some of the great stuff is a community and a community of shared voices and go, because especially in the last, whatever, two, well, year and a half when we can't get out and meet people, to be able to kind of reach out and, and help someone or have that chat and go, this is my experience and this is where we are too. Yeah. I think that's that's such a great side of it. Just,
1: I mean, it, it's, it dismantles all your fear and apprehensions like and, and the loneliness of thinking, oh my God, is, is, am I the only person out? Like, how do I even start this? Yeah You know, these groups are like, oh, there's so many other people that have done this before and are doing it right now. And then the forum's, sort of create a space for people to talk and go and and like how did you find your attorney in America and how did you find your, you know there's like 50 surrogacy agencies but how did you know which one was the best one to to kind of go, you know there's so much and any kind of, you know any kind of a group that you can go and sort of just share information um, about something so important you know and you're just not on your own anymore um, and those situations that works for across the board like I remember my grandmother years ago was in the ICA which is like the Irish Countrywoman's Association oh I know yeah. it well oh you know okay <laughs> it was like baking
0: sure. and I actually did a film years and years ago that um, was I was in one of those and I was oh, wow. like and my mum was like I have never see, uh, this was my this is what I always wanted you to be domesticated I was like well I'm only acting and I was like baking and all yeah, that stuff. Well, was, that's uh, yeah that's literally
1: all my granny used to do she actually won an all Ireland baking Competition Amazing in the ICA, but um, and she had to come up to Dublin and get her prize, and it was this massive thing, oh, or whatever. And yeah. I was so proud of her. Oh my god! Um, so, how old to, were you? I don't know. I'd say it was about seven or eight. Like, but like I, I used to sit and watch her. The attention, the detail was crazy, but um, um, or astonishing. But you know, she used to make cake after cake after cake. She's like, right, that one's not good enough. That one's not no good enough, and she keep going and going. And I remember, like, I learned something from that because the, her attention. She was very sort of artistic and her attention to detail, I was like, okay, so that's how far you have to go to, to, to really get something, get something really, good. really good, you know, and that kind of taught me that. But um, anyways, the point I was making was, you know, that was a space where my granny could go. And, you know, she was a kind of a, a housewife, farm. She she looked after her 17 grandchildren and cooked all the food for all the farmers. You know what I mean? Legend. She, was, she was amazing, but um, she used to have a chance to go off and talk about sort of stuff and find common ground in this group, you know, and I suppose that was obviously uh, not, not social media, but I think it's, it's a really good thing to get out of your house and to go and speak to people that are that, that you can sort of have a uh, similar interest with and stuff you know and that goes back that's way before social media but
0: well we all we, people need company and we've we've built our worlds around community and like that's changed in the last however many years because life has changed yeah. so we still need an outlet of shared experience and just to know that you're not alone and stuff and I think that's you know that is such an important thing in life be it what your granny had and like you know a, a community a community that you're able to Share your experiences and go. Am I? Do I, How do I feel about this? And and get comfort from other people. What were you like as a kid? Um, <laughs> I
1: want to know
0: what you were like. I was think, that, was okay. that when it started? Where you were like, I know what it takes to do what you do at at a certain le- you know at a certain level. Well, of...
1: I've never really been majorly competitive. Um, but like when, when I was a kid, I basically went from a triangle of my school to my nana's house and then my own house. Obviously. Um, And then I went back to school and then I went back to Nana's and back to my own house in the evening, you know. And um, obviously I went outside the Triangle occasionally. (laughs) But (laughs) that was basically, yeah, so I lived just outside Sligo Town. It was a country area. And I, I mean, honestly, it was very picturesque kind of. Nana was like baking cakes in the kitchen and then I'd be running up to bring up like a biscuit tin full of biscuits and tea to my granddad when he was making hay. Like, I mean, and I'm not making this up. It sounds, like, gorgeous. It sounds like something, yeah. but it was really, really I- idealistic. And, so you had a uh,
0: happy, you, had, you were happy. V- oh
1: yeah, absolutely. A happy, you know, kid. Um, and so, yeah, like literally I was running, like I'd be skipping down the road playing my tin whistle on my way home from school. Like, you know. Like, I love
0: it. I think it's so because that's what I think what you want for your kids. Those those memories that, you know, that's little moments, big, big memories. And I think absolutely. that's what you want for your kids. And like we sometimes, try, you know, dress up the big stuff and of course you, you do and it, sometimes it is the little things like skipping down the road with the tin whistle and going to visit your granny and getting the biscuits to your granddad and those just the, the sense of safety I think and, and happiness that's just what you want to give your, your your kids Yeah
1: and that's definitely something that I really I mean valued from my own childhood was I, I constantly knew that I was loved and surrounded by so yeah. many aunties and uncles and cousins and just running around and having that once again, that sense of community or that sense of family, like, you know, this is you're part of a group and we're strong and we love each other and you're safe, it, it yeah. gives you a sense of of power and confidence, you know. Yeah. Um and it's strange because, you know, then another thing that I've learned from that experience is that um I also want to not you know, like it's it, there's a balance between showing children that the world is this amazing perfect place, but also Just letting them know that there is also reality and that everything isn't always just handed to you on a plate and everything isn't peachy every day or whatever. That sometimes, you know, you wake up and you don't always hear what you want to hear. And then, you you know, so um, I mean, that's obviously later down the road. I'm not going to start, you know. So that, Layla, that's not something the that, pandemic.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think when you're 18, yeah, you need yeah, to get a job. Yeah. Okay, I don't <laughs> care if you're two. You need to know this. <laughs>
0: you need to know this. It's going to be hard, and you're going to get fired, and you're going to have your heart broken, and you'll be yeah. listening to my songs while you're doing it. But Actually, you that know that's strange.
1: that's for later in life. But you know it's. it's but just I think it starts
0: early, at, like as my older two are a little bit older, and we've definitely come up with you know life stuff and and death and loss and. I am absolutely no expert, but I, you know, and the things you try and take on board, and they're your own kids as well, of, of um, and everyone says just, you know, kids need honesty. And it's kind of like going, but okay, they do, but in, it's, how, I guess, in how you deliver it and go, but you're, this is, this is what happened. But you're still safe, and it will be okay. And people are sad, but we w- we will be okay. Yeah. I think it's, and that's I I struggle with that a lot. And it's like, um, and also my kids are saying now they they're eavesdropping all the time. <laughs> I don't even know what they know. I don't even know what they they uh they've they've heard. But there was definitely a point last year when when the news came on, I'd be like la la la. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mostly, maybe even for me as well, for, um, primarily because I was like, I don't want to listen to that.
1: Yeah, but I think what you said is, is very relevant about the fact that at the end of it all, things will still be okay. Mm. So basically, that you will sort of trip up every now and again and, and sort of you will get news that is not great or is something, you know, it's not always rosy, um, no. but everything will work out in the end and everything will be okay. And that's something yeah. that I think I've only learned it because, you know, I'm 41 now and like I've just learned it through
0: life experience True life you know because
1: yeah. there's points where I really wanted everything to be perfect and it wasn't and then I'm it's like oh I'm so, well. I'm so pissed off that thing, things aren't perfect you know and then I'm like hang on a minute I should stop expecting everything to be perfect, and then I won't be so disappointed, and there won't be these like highs and lows. And so you just kind of—that's kind of more. It's it's a it's this kind of you know it's an arc. You know it, start, it starts of off brilliant day. Oh, got some bad news. Oh, but by the time I went to sleep, I was happy again. Yeah. You know, it's like
0: and to own them. And you know, I was even saying to my little fella the other day because my my dad hasn't been very well. And I was I was like, if you see me sad about it, like, of course I'm going to be sad because he's my dad. But I will be okay, and and I need to be sad because I love him. Yeah. Um. And and, and, and it's and it's those kind of things as well. So they're not going to worry. But yeah, I, like I think sometimes you want to obviously protect them. But then I, I always think on the other side of it then, if they, you know, would they be afraid to express emotion if they don't yeah. see it? There's, or? A, there's,
1: definitely a, there's definitely sort of um, a time, I suppose, where children were, I mean, they weren't specifically taught it, but they observed people hiding their emotions yeah. and, and pushing them down and not expressing them. And that's more dangerous than, you know, than being kind of, you know, really dramatic and, to- totally. and, and constantly expressing your emotions too much. I mean, like it's more dangerous to to brush things under the surface because that will create like a ticking time bomb. You know, um, and so well, I,
0: I often feel that, and it's one of my pet peeves because sometimes I use it in a moment where I feel like it's not justified for me to feel, you know, to be over emotional or waste too much time thinking of something. But you know, the thing of like just get on with it. I I, I often feel as well. It's like that just like whitewashes any like a ab- bit ability or affording anybody. To be able to say I'm really worried or I'm really sad or you know instead of going ah you'll be grand you'll be grand yeah. I think your overview is that and just go you know once I kind of work out through those it will be okay and we we'll, you know tomorrow will be a better day and that kind of stuff but to allow allow people to emote, I think is really important yeah absolutely
1: um, totally agree with that because
0: I'm sniffling and but cry, it's like, crying I always at say to reunions. my friends
1: like you know some of my friends like when they're when they're really hungover you know they, they kind of it's like they they reject and can't accept the hangover you know what I mean but i'm like <laughs> just the hangover is part of the fun <laughs> yeah. and unfortunately it's not a nice part of the fun but you don't have, you don't get to have all that, like that social laugh and everything without it and it comes as a surprise every time though doesn't it, it. Isn't it? <laughs>
0: like everyone is just like oh my god i feel horrendous. <sighs> you you probably haven't had much hangovers with your with your kids
1: certainly not the type of hangovers <laughs> and not as many hangovers yeah but no def- i mean the, horrendous. the thing is you know like i the, the, a lot of people turned around when the news came out that we were going to be dads and everything and, and parents were like oh that's it now you can say goodbye I, I just don't want I don't first of all I didn't want my child to be something that stops me from I want I want my child to represent happiness you know and yeah. that's what I focus on I know that there's all there's all kind of ends of the spectrum on it you know because having a baby isn't easy either but yeah. um I was looking forward to having a baby and I embraced it and embracing all of the good side of it and looking on the bright side of everything.
0: Well, that's a lovely way to be. It's tapping into still who you are because when people say as well, like, it's just not worth it if you've an out, it's like, it is always worth it. Because even though I will like a struggle and I don't I do not do well with over Like I would be like crawling on the ground <laughs> with them um, it kind of recharges my batteries in a way that yeah. I kind of go I, I need and the banter with my mates and, and I think that that's been a weird shift in the last year and a half because we haven't had any of that I don't think there's ever a really right balance and it's each to their own but I just know that you know that having the outlet to Enjoy, enjoy your life as well with all parts of it, and and to try and keep you know friendships going, and and you know dancing on, a, on the on the dance floor. God, I would love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I mean,
1: people are like, oh no, you know, you're never going to be in a nightclub again for the rest of your life. What? And I'm, I'm like, no, I, I don't know. It's like, uh, like I lived in London for a while, and people have got a pretty good balance of parenthood, work. They still go to the pub or a gig or you know a match or whatever you know, or they might go for Sunday lunch and have a few beers. And you know, like it, it's it's really not this kind of sentence you know what I mean it's no and
0: it's whatever you want it to be and I think there's loads of people who are who happily kind of go you know I I'm ready to be at home now and I don't want to go out I don't think I'll ever be that or I don't think I'd ever you know at the excitement even of I went back to film something a couple of weeks ago and I was so giddy and like actually you know at the when I first my first kid I was knotted with the guilt and I was like oh and like I remember somebody saying to me don't don't apologise to your kid for going to work because then they associate it with a negative thing so then I was trying to do the real I'm going to have such a great (laughs) day or like leaving going oh god what am I doing with my life
1: What I found is that the transition from not being a parent into being a parent is like Oh, it's like the first time you, you go and have a night out and you're hungover you're like oh my god I feel so bad now <laughs> you know like you know what kind of what kind of dad am I and stuff and then like you know over over time it's not just obviously going it could be anything it could be like you know we went away to China for two weeks at one point there not too long after Leila was born and like by the end of it I was like just get me home yeah. right now like what the hell am I yeah. doing like is this really all worth it? you know what I mean? Listen but, but I've like, been there over, absolutely. Over time it's just trial and error and you have to find your own sort of yeah. Boundaries, and sometimes I will go. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not doing that because my, you know, because I'm doing X, Y, or Z, or you know, I'm looking after the baby that day. And sometimes there's a guilt on that other end of saying no because I think it gets oh, easier prepared. though. I yeah. think it
0: gets easier. I've definitely, again, expending less energy going oh, and because I, I, I got to a point where it's like I can't pretend I have all the energy in the world because I, I, I go a go all day, and then the, the fallout is I like get home and I can't, I can't speak. So I know that if it's going to be a busy period, that it's okay then. To say no to all the other things and I kind of have learned th- my kind of balance and it's never easy probably like you when you've got no routine I, I like I never know what's coming or what you're going to say yes to and I just know that it's okay then to say no and I've gotten a bit better that let's say at saying no because yeah. you know you know that you do it's just impossible maybe it's just I'm getting old, I just I don't have the energy for it anymore well,
1: absolutely and I, I just think for me I'm like do you know what I'm not I'm just not going to deal with that like I mean I, I just kind of have learned to try and focus on positive things positive situations.
2: There's lots to love at Aldi like being the most awarded supermarket at the National Parenting Product Awards with 22 awards including goals for Mamiya nappy sacks 99 cent the Mamiya organic baby food range from 69 cent Mamiya air system nappies from 279 and Mamiya newborn nappies 24 pack just 139 Not yet using the Mamiya range? Definitely time for a change (laughs) Aldi, every day amazing
0: You went into lockdown with a little, like, she was only a couple of months old. Yeah, so it all,
1: it all just, yeah, so lockdown happened. And I'm not being funny, but, and I, and I really didn't really say it out loud a lot at the time, but I was like, I'm supposed to be like flying to the UK for tour rehearsals and we're doing a world tour and all this stuff. Now, I'm not in any way happy that the tour got postponed or cancelled, some of the gigs. Um, but I found myself lying on a mat in Sligo. With, like little baby bum yeah. on the TV and loads of parents will know that, the, that magic. <laughs> but, you know, um, the music playing in the background and it was, you know, in the middle of a weekday, like half ten in the morning, I just had a coffee and Layla was there and she was crawling around. And, you know, I was just like, this isn't, like for me right now, I could be in another country and I mightn't yeah. be getting this moment. I might have lost this moment yeah. and this week and the next week. And so I just, once again, I, I have a habit or a, a kind of a bit of a, a motto of just thinking about the positive things. I was thinking there's a lot of people out there that are losing jobs, there's business closing down. I'm lying on the floor playing with my daughter, listening to kids' nursery rhymes and I'm happy out. Like, I'm happy out because nothing bad has happened to me through COVID and I'm just grateful that um, I'm not in a position that some other people are, that that, their world has kind of crumbled around them, you know?
0: It was absolutely the silver lining and I had the same. I was like, I I had no... I had no FOMO for the first time in my entire life. And I don't even mean FOMO about going out... Like, I really don't actually go out that much. <laughs> but um, I meant like that I... Now, you you probably have a different work schedule. You know that you're doing like a concert, whereas, you know, as an actor, you're kind of constantly auditioning for stuff. So you're, you're kind of constantly on this treadmill and stuff. And that was... That suddenly stopped. I, I didn't even realise how much I needed to turn that off as and a reset Um, as I did. So the fact that there was... I knew I wasn't missing out on something and you're not constantly having things in the air and going, oh, I hope that lands, I hope that lands was actually a, the real silver lining once you got over the initial absolute terror. I don't know if you felt it in the beginning a yeah, few well, I mean, weeks where well, it was like my, um, oh gosh. My old
1: housemate was an actor and I seen exactly yeah. exactly that you know and seen how that whole world is just constantly you know you're just going to like throwing stones at a wall and some of them stick and some of them don't, and, but all of a sudden you can't go here you can't go there the productions are all being shut down so yeah. nothing's been made but like you know, I think for me, when I was when I was sort of late teens, early twenties, like every every day off I took, I literally went home and put a tracksuit on and got the PlayStation out and done that <laughs> whole like right, thank God I'm not the the less I do, the better. You know, it's probably like quite a teenagery sort of approach to things. Um, and I, there was just a turning point in my life. I don't know what, I don't know when it was. Definitely mid to late twenties where I actually turned around and I was like getting up as early as I could having a cup of coffee or you know getting into the day and trying sure to do right. something with my life you know what I mean yeah do something with my spare time a day off doesn't mean a oh, nice one I can just do nothing you know actually make the most of your day off
0: could you imagine having that much time on your hands now <laughs> I feel like when you become a parent you're on a different time zone like oh you're, yeah. you, That's I, enough, I, I could like, never have imagined my day starting at 6am
1: but like it's an like to me, like, I would have started getting itchy feet if I was at home for too long, say if we had a couple of months away from the band. Whereas now I'm like, this is enough. Like, I wake up in the morning, I'm a dad, and then I go to bed at night. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's actually enough in my day. Yes. Whereas before Layla came, I kind of felt this guilt and this need to fill my to day. And busy. I'm wasting my yes. life and I'm not doing enough and I could be doing all this extra stuff. And even, even though I'm doing the band and that's going great, I could be doing stuff as an individual and putting pressure on myself in that way. And uh, one thing that I was kind of, Pretty happy about was that lockdown just took away my ability yeah. to run out the door with a cup of coffee in my hand yes. in the morning and try and do stuff, you know?
0: Oh my god, absolutely! Because I, with the little we had a little baby a couple of months ago, and the difference from him to my first, where I was so overtired, so overwhelmed, and I would probably have met five people in a day, and be like, yeah, yeah, I'll go there, I'll go there, and and the difference of just being able to actually and n- not having a choice to do anything. And I think at the beginning it was. um it was weird because remember at the beginning of lockdown, where everyone was on a self improvement bus, <laughs> and then I was going. I actually, do you know what? I've come to it like a, a nice middle ground where, if if I achieve in a day that everybody is safe and well and fed and watered, and I've laughed a couple of times in the day, I you know I've spoken to my family on the phone, then that's enough. And I think it's been a really nice leveler in a way as well. And I do yeah. I, I wonder will people? Do you think people will go back to that level of b- busy? I
1: think I think that everyone probably likes to think including me that you know I've learned a lot and I think that a lot of it will stick with me I but there's so. also probably going to be like this bursting at the seams thing where everyone just can't wait to get back to w- the way things used to be so hopefully we'll all retain or remember a bit of what we've learned, but also I, I think we you know, will we'll a bit we'll I think we will
0: we'll naturally forget some of it but I think the fact that it went on so long I think if it was that, that first lockdown I think we would have yeah. been we would never have even remembered it but I think that it was there. Were, it was the hard yards I think that that's I, th- I, I think something alters in that. Yeah, and hope and hopefully we will be nicer to each other as well. I hope we will.
1: Yeah, people have gone through a deeper change. Yeah. It's not just kind of a quick a quick fix. Um, you know, I notice people around me, I notice in myself, there's there's stuff like where I don't know, even even like the approach to work, like the, there's always especially you'll know like in, in the entertainment industry, it's like it it's basically like the harder you work the more dedicated you are the the, the, the more professional you are. <sighs> I know. Whereas it's actually not that's not the case. Sometimes if you're a bit more choosy about what you do and if you go into work enjoying what you do, then you'll you'll do better work. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll, you'll do better performances or whatever. And um for me, I just I don't know, th- there's been a lot of like, no, I'm just not gonna do that. Yeah. I would have I would have been guilty or I would have felt like I can't turn that down. I can't whereas now I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm I want to stay at home with my family. And Do
0: you think that's age as well as parent, uh, maybe becoming a parent in that you just go, I I know what I want to give my time to. And I, like, because I always thought that I needed this perception of being like busy and having all these things on. But I'm like, I need to do the stuff that I want to do and, and, and have the time for family and, and, and enjoy, do the stuff well and like enjoy that and then let it be it instead yeah. of going, but I also then must do this and must do this.
1: The biggest change I feel like I've gone through recently is that I always used to be away from my family, you know. Yeah. Um talking about my mother, my father, my two brothers, you know, and extended family, but now my family are with me every day when I wake up because my family are my other half and my daughter. That's uh, gorgeous. Of course my my other family, I know, is still my family. family
0: but that's your you, but, you that's know, now your crew. My family
1: are here with me every day. Yeah. And and I have gone back to when I was young in the sense that my family I wake up every day and my family are right there with me and and when that's I go gorgeous. to bed at night and and that's kind of what I have again and that's that brings me so much content, you know, yeah. because I used to, I used to love being in the band, but I used to, you know, it took me a long time to get used to being away from my family. Yeah, like I, I was really close to all my family and all my cousins, and I'm not saying I'm not anymore, but you know, life um, that, life
0: is different yeah. and it's busy in a different way. But, will Will you travel together? Do you think for when when things do um, open up, or sometimes it's just not possible as I think, well?
1: You know, I always kind of think there there's no blueprint for. For parenting and good parenting, and like Layla just happens to have a dad that's in a band that yeah. does gigs all around the place, and so I just think that that's going to hopefully be something that, in a measured way, she can sort of adapt to. Um, obviously, when it comes to school and stuff.
0: But my dad used to travel a lot for work, and like he's he was only mentioning to me ask, or the other day he was like, "I was away a lot." I was like, "I don't, I don't remember that." Like, yeah. you know, it's and not I think, to
1: hold on to is no,
0: it? and like we can be so hard on ourselves and not like going, "I was gone for like three days, whatever." I, I listen, you know, no, no situation is perfect and every situation is different and it's making the most of it and I I don't know, just trying not to give ourselves you know, uh, like more of a hard time than we need to. Because yeah. if they're happy and they're loved and, you know, I, I think it's, it was the same myself and my husband, like it was either like busy, busy, but then the other flip side is our downtime, we'd be there nearly too much. They're like, yeah. get out of well, my I face. Think,
1: I think for me, just observational wise, like if you work, say, and you're only kind of seeing your kid a couple of hours a day in the weekdays and then you get a weekend time with them, it's as long as the quali- the time is of good quality, Absolutely, um, I'd much rather have a parent that, was constantly positive around me than my parents would be with me seven days a week and sort of instill negative sort of beliefs and negative, just be negative around me or or just not be great.
0: And also, what a lovely thing for your kid to see when you're, when, you know, and well, I know she's only still really young, you enjoying what you're so good at and i think there's that that's really special and yeah. i think that she will only be proud like i can't even imagine being at a concert and watching your dad sing do you say si- do you do you sing does she sing she's is she singing is she talking the yeah. thing like, is she
1: actually she actually does sing and i mean i thought all kids done that but, and i think a lot of them do but um, I don't know. Yours I probably was might together sing a bit with more. my with my friends a few a few days ago, and all their kids were around. And Layla was singing along to something on on the laptop, or whatever "Twinkle Twinkle" or whatever. And they're like, "Oh my god, she just like sung the notes." And I was like, "What does, does everyone?" She's not do a that? prodigy. Yeah, She's like <laughs> "Twinkle
0: Twinkle Little Star." <laughs> Get her on our Christmas <laughs> album. I want her. Um,
1: but uh, no, she 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 does seem to like music. She found a piano in her auntie's house the other day, and she was bashing it out for about two hours. So.
0: That's not that that most twenty month year old yeah. year olds is that what you say? I always think about nursery rhymes. You mentioned them earlier. <laughs> Ever catch yourself. I go like I was saying the other day, I was like walking around the house going, Three blind mice, three blind <laughs> mice. She cut off their tails with a carving knife. Have you ever heard such a thing in your life? No, I have never. That is horrendous. Oh, and then yeah, you're just I'm like, like sleep sleep well now. And yeah. Like these mice running around with their tails yeah. chopped
1: off. A lot of them are quite. I dark. have sweet dreams about a housewife cutting <laughs> wrapped yeah. up with a knife.
0: Have you ever heard such a thing a in your life? <laughs> no, thankfully, that is insane. We need we need a re we need a rebranding of nursery yeah,
1: rhymes. I mean, I remember the first time, this is years ago now, before Lady was born, but I remember it was after a night out and we were actually in Nashville doing some TV show and we all went back to the hotel for like a nightcap at the end and we were all in one of our rooms and it was like so late that like the kids' TV things were coming on for the next morning. Oh, yeah. And was, I think it was the bear in the big blue house.
0: Oh, yes. no. And I was well. like,
1: are you kidding me? Kids watch this. Like it's literally <laughs> so terrifying. M- mindless. But now I obviously understand, I have a kid, like it's kind of like to the to the kid that's like a lovely big fairy blue animal you know and it's kind he of gets, fun but I was like this in. is teaching what, what is this teaching kids
0: what like? is it I often find that when when the in the early stages when my kids were young and they would have gone to bed and I think I was so tired I would have watched still still watched for twenty minutes and go there, there's not even any kids here Some, and I'm just watching public. well there's like
1: one one of them I think it's little baby one, one one of them kind of goes there's a nighttime mode and like it, it does like not bedtime kind of yeah. versions where it's all kind of like a bit more relaxed and, yes. and sometimes I just leave that on in the background like as if it's like some Someone smoky jazz. Me. Album yeah. Or <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. You know? This is relaxing. So how uh, how are you and Kaylin going to se- uh, celebrate Father's Day? Do you or well you've only had one Father's Day so far. Yeah. But do you do you kind of have to secretly pretend that Layla's bought a present. I know she's still only young. So you both would you oh, give yeah. each other a gift or what like, will you do? Like,
1: you know, especially now since the band well lockdown kind of has taken all that sort of back down many kind of notches but yeah. like last year on Father's Day, like, there was all the pandemonium around around the pandemic and then there was oh, yeah. like, the band had just done this tour and, you know, I was like, do you know what, I just want to sit on my sofa in my living room and, and enjoy my first baby Father's Day. to just be playing Day. there with her toys and that to me is, father, I don't, I don't need to have big banners and balloons and stuff like that and I think we've recently just been finding the beauty and do you know what, just me, you and Leila, we'll go and we'll, get a bit of lunch somewhere or we'll, s- we'll w- go down to the beach or you know get a coffee like that to me is like simple walking along the footpath with my kids and my other half That that's all I kind of want and the simplicity of that and I suppose that's probably something that has come from lockdown because before yeah. we'd be like oh we'll, we'll go to Dublin and get a hotel room and it'll be like Father's Day and we'll get like Cupcakes made, you know what I mean? It's like all that stuff. The thing, the like, stuff, the stuff. I like, Although I do, all the stuff, you I know? do
0: have to admit, I was thinking about what to get my husband for Father's Day, and I saw on, <laughs> I saw online this hoodie that I'm really tempted to get him, where it says. If you can't be anyone, be Brian O'Driscoll and if you can't something like that. Oh, and I'm right, going okay. whatever way that's said better, I'm I think I'm gonna get it for yeah, him. Yeah, do, do, do. I mean, he will never wear it, but it <laughs> might give me a laugh for one point five seconds. Yeah, get a This is from the kids. Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um okay, I've got a really quick fire round. Quick okay. questions. Um oh actually before are you going are you going on do you don't, do you know yet if you're At the moment it
1: stands, at the moment Wembley is on in London, which obviously is one of the biggest gigs of our lives, okay. and it's either yes. like either the biggest gig of your life's going to happen or it's not. And and the closer we get, I'm like, so is it happening? And everyone's asking me, and I'm like, well, I like, don't. We'll do the gig if we can, but we we won't do it if if there's any risk or danger or anything like that. So, um, so we just don't know yet. And I think we could find out close a to the time, to before yeah. Before it's cancelled, or it could be on, like. And I, I'm really sorry because like, the fans are like you know getting a bit. Emotional about it as well because like, it's is it understandable? You don't and know. So I, yeah. I suppose the best thing I can say is that we will be on that stage if if we're allowed to. Of course, of course, we will be We'll basically under the control of guidelines and everything, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I hope it happens. I mean, I think for us and and I can tell by our fans, we all need a bloody day out
0: together. You a, know gr- I mean? a group. I was going to say group hug, but we probably shouldn't you Massive know sell it as that. <laughs> no, no one no, will no, touch each other. No hugs. Like, group elbows. <laughs> yeah, group elbows. Um, I. Okay. Okay, so I've got three quick little quezies. I was, I always, as a celeb dad, I always wanted Steve Martin. Do you know who your favourite like celeb dad would be if you could choose one? Obviously you love your own dad, as do I, but I always thought Steve Martin was so cool and funny.
1: I like Steve Martin. Um, I would have liked um oh my god like one of <laughs> the most famous actors of all time.
0: What was he in? Oh, Mark
1: and Mindy. Sorry. I just don't know why I can't S-O think Rob, Robin Robin Williams. Williams. Oh, Something went wrong in my brain there. That's that's once glitch. again I find that my memory has gone a bit funny because I'm so of glad you the, said that. sleep deprivation but anyways. Yes.
0: Robin Williams great. Yeah. It would be a great collector. Um what would you apologize to your parents for now if there was anything?
1: Oh, the time that we went to the Isle of Man and I nearly screamed the ferry down to get this stopwatch. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they wanted to buy me something that was useful. But I wanted this red stopwatch. And I mean, I literally turned into like the biggest diva and freaked out and screamed the whole place down until they finally gave in to me.
0: Good proper order. <laughs> I like that you got what you wanted. I got you put the your foot down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last question: um, Can I have tickets to Wembley?
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> i get you into the diva zone.
0: Thanks so much. I want to be the Courtney Cox to your uh, Bruce Springsteen. Okay, yeah. I'll come up and dance and I'll have a great time. Mark, thanks so much for coming in to chat. It was such a lovely, lovely chat and uh, really enjoyed it. Bye. Happy Father's Day. And thanks so much to Mark for coming in to chat to us today. You can rate, review and subscribe on all the usual. You, you know what to do. And if you want to find out more or drop us a line, ask us any questions or, you know, give us a thumbs up. Just check out any more information on aldi.ie.
2: Aldi is home to Mamiya, Ireland's favourite baby range and winner of 22 National Parenting Product Awards. Mamiya is also loved by maternity hospitals across Ireland, with Aldi having donated 65,000 nappies so far. The range includes nappies, extra-sensitive baby wipes, night pants and much more. And it's quality you can trust. It's even better than you were expecting, when you are expecting. <laughs> In-store and available
0: on Click & Collect. Aldi. Every day amazing.